Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Kara Spencer is the St. Louis alderwoman who represents parts of Dutchtown, Gravois Park, Marine Villa, and Mount Pleasant. And yes, that includes part of Cherokee Street. But her focus has long been bigger than that. She was one of the most outspoken critics of the city's plan to earmark $64 million for what was then Scott Trade Center, saying it was contrary to the lease agreement and money the cash-strapped city could ill afford. More recently, she was one of the loudest voices against the city's exploration of airport privatization. She blasted that project every chance she got until finally last month, Mayor Krusen pulled the plug. And she's with us today because Alderwoman Spencer has some news she wants to share. So, Kara Spencer, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So you promised us some news today. That's right. Uh, What are you up to? Well, this morning um, uh, I filed paperwork with the Missouri Ethics Commission uh, to open an official campaign to run to serve as the next mayor for the city of St. Louis. So does this mean you're definitely running? This means I'm running to be the next mayor. So tell me why are you running? You know, I'm running, I'm, I'm running for mayor because I want to live in a city that works. Uh, for the last five years, I've had a front row seat to the dysfunction of city government. Um, you know, we are failing in some very basic fundamental ways. We're failing to provide a reasonable sense of public safety for our residents and people who come down and visit our amenities. Uh, Let's face it, we're failing to pick up the trash. Um, I know that's been a big issue for you. A huge issue. Um, You know, I believe in St. Louis. Um, St. Louis is uniquely poised to be the next fastest growing city in the nation. Our location, our history, our world-class institutions, our universities, sports teams, and, you know, especially... uh, the people of St. Louis, our spirit, our grit, our soul. You know, we are a great old city, um, but we're broken in a lot of ways, and I'm running for mayor to fix that. How much does what happened in this discussion over airport privatization play into your decision to throw your hat in the ring? You know, that uh, the resounding uh, sort of defeat of the airport privatization proposal did play into it, uh, but not in the ways you might think. I mean, you know, I think that was a huge win for our city, for transparency, for good government. When um, it was shut down. Absolutely. Uh, but... Really, what was most remarkable about that uh, was the collaboration and coordination of a lot of different groups of people. We had the uh, general public. We had activist community working together with the faith community, with the business community, um, really coming together for the common good. Uh, It really marked for me the beginning of a new way of doing business um, and and getting things done collaboratively, collectively across what are typically siloed uh, groups of people in St. Louis uh, coming together for for a common interest. So in the last mayoral election. Uh, Mayor Lida Krusen beat the city's treasurer by um, fewer than a thousand votes. And uh, Tashara Jones has given every indication that she's going to run again. If people are looking for a change to the status quo, what do you think you have that she doesn't? Um, you know, I think um, I think that there are a lot of people that have indicated they may consider running. Um, but, you know, I think my role uh, within the city legislative body within city government, um, participating in the budgetary process and participating in the legislative, understanding how the city actually functions. And with that neighborhood uh, role I've played, I really have uh, a critical view on how to bring us together uh, to fix some of the major structural issues within city government. And I am committed to spending the next year 
building the coalition uh, and building the team that can help us hit the ground running on day one. Do you think in the meantime, now that you've announced, yeah, you're in, it's going to be harder to get things done at City Hall? You know, it has never been easy to get things done at City Hall. See this, uh, But, um, you know, I, I think we are going to continue to see progress. Um, you know, there is a, a, a lot of talk right now about um, – Closing the workhouse, and uh, that has been a hot button, you know, issue for some time. And I think you're going to see uh, a coalition of folks coming together on that as well. I don't want to speak too much about that particular issue, but you know, it it can be difficult to get things done at City Hall. Um, but you know, there is a new there is a new group of city leaders that have really you know, pulled up and taken a strong voice um, um, on issues. And I think that will continue. One of the biggest hot button issues right now is changing the city's residency laws to allow police officers to live outside of city limits. How do you feel about that idea right now? Well, you know, I disagree with the the proposal uh, before us right now to skirt uh, local policymakers and local voters on that and going straight to Jeff City uh, for to remove that residency. I do not believe we should be doing that. But look, we have some real structural issues with hiring. We're down 10%. We have vacancy that is unacceptable right now. But we need to give our HR department the tools they need to hire people in an efficient 21st century manner. We still rely on typewriters and carbon paper. Is that okay. true? Literally? Literally. They're using carbon paper and, in the personnel department? Yes. I mean, we need to give our personnel department the tools they need uh, to hire people efficiently and effectively. Um, and until we do that and overhaul that system, I think we've got a lot of work to do internally. So in terms of the residency proposal, you don't like the idea of Jefferson City taking it on. If it came back to the Board of Aldermen this year, I believe you voted against it in the past. Are, are you still against it? You know, I think, again, we have got a much bigger fish to fry here with these inefficiencies and how we get people people in the door, not just for our police department, but for every department. And uh, we have to give people the opportunity to work for our city. And right now, it's a little bit cumbersome to get there. What do you think the mayor could or should be doing about crime? Oh, my gosh. Crime has got is going to be the no doubt the biggest issue uh, before us. Look, we had 194 people murdered in St. Louis last year. That's an increase of 4%. And St. Louis is an anomaly here. Nationally, we are seeing long-term decline in crime. Our neighbors just north of us, Chicago, saw an 11% decrease in crime this year. Homicides were down 13%. And that is that has been consistent for the last three years, 36% decrease in homicides over the last three years. And what they realized there in Chicago is that in order to deal with crime, you need all hands on deck. They took 40 foundations and funders, pulled together $75 million, not to explore privatizing their airport, okay, but to focus on reducing gun violence. And they've been very, very, very successful. They introduced technology. They have some data-driven analytics that inform their uh, daily policing dis- uh, d- deployments. They are in, you know, bringing 21st century uh, 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 data decision-making into uh, crime-solving. There is a science to this. We can do this, too. We need partnerships, um, and we need systems in place to get us there. But we can do this as well, and that's what St. Louis should be doing. What do you think it's going to take to rein in the city's use of tax increment financing and other things that are robbing the city schools of the revenue they need? You know, we have been developer-driven for far too long. We have a well-deserved reputation here in the city of St. Louis for giving out extremely generous, overly generous uh, uh, tax incentives. And it's a real problem, not just for our schools, but in general. Uh, It takes leadership at the top. 
And so you think by being elected, this is this Absolutely. would be the, the this way to be, tackle this. Yeah, you know what we need is planning, and we need to be a, have a proactive uh, sense of of economic development. Uh, and right now, what we are is a reactive uh, economic development arm, and uh, that puts us in a negative position when negotiating these deals. So last question here. I know the deadline to file in this race won't be for months and months. This is still sort of the very beginning of things. Do you anticipate another crowded primary? And and I'm just wondering if we do have one. Do you think that's going to help you or hurt you? You know, I think the more people and the more ideas we have on the table, the better. I mean, we have been on autopilot for far too long. And the more voices and the more uh, perspectives we can bring to the table to talk about how to move and the the trajectory of St. Louis and a new positive forward thinking direction, I think that is going to be better for everyone. So you're saying the more the merrier. Absolutely. I think the more discussion we can have, the earlier we can have it. The St. Louis doesn't have another minute to waste. And I say we need to hit the ground running with, with ideas starting today. Well, that's St. Louis uh, Alderwoman Kara Spencer, and you've heard it here first. She is now running for mayor. So, Kara, thank you so much for joining thank us today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. We also have a quick reminder, in addition to listening to St. Louis on the air, on the radio, or through our podcast, you can also connect with our production team on Facebook. Search for St. Louis on the air there and request to join our Facebook group. We love to hear from listeners and draw on your ideas for the show, both in real time and leading up to and after our segments. This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.